0: Hello friends, welcome to Sip Tea with Allie. And today I thought I would come to you guys with all this energy that I have right now and all the desires that I have to procrastinate and chat to you guys a little bit about just life, what's been going on in my head, some stuff I've been thinking and praying about recently, all the things. So first let me just share. A little bit about some stuff I've been thinking about recently, um I don't know <laughs> about you guys, but with Valentine's being only on was on Monday, yeah, I have been thinking a lot about relationships and kind of what I've been looking for in a relationship. Um, so that way, I kind of know, okay, what are qualities that I look for in a future husband. And in addition to that, I've been kind of wondering, I'm like, okay, but what are just good qualities I look for in in friends in general? Because as I'm about to go off to college in a few months and start a new chapter in my life, I want to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with just really good, like-minded people. At the school I'm going to, I think that will be possible and it would be pretty easy to do so, but I also know that you know, no matter where you go, there are going to be people that you encounter that aren't going to have the same values as you, that aren't going to be on the same page or just kind of maybe at the same maturity level as you. Um, people who are just living very different lives coming from very different backgrounds and everybody's on a different journey um, w- when it comes to their faith. So with that in mind, it's kind of like important to also still think about, okay, what are good qualities that I look for in friends and in a future husband? Because ultimately, your future husband should be your best friend, right? I mean, I would hope so, because when you think about it, your spouse is someone you got to be able to just completely, like, rely on. Um, But not in a way where it's like, you trust them more than you trust God, but like, you're giving of yourself to this person. Um, in my theology class today, our teacher, um, who happens to be a priest, was telling us how when we were studying First Corinthians, First Corinthians we were looking at chapter 7, which talks about marriage and um, virginity and what it means to, um, like... <clears throat> Have a good, holy, pure life as either, you know, a single person, a married person, a widow, widower, or a widow, whatever Um, you may be, whatever you fall into. And it was really interesting to hear Father's um, take on marriage. And he said, think about this. When I, you know, made vows as a priest, I wasn't doing it to see what it could benefit me. Like, what? what I could benefit from, really. When I took vows, I was trying to find ways that others could benefit from me serving them, if that makes sense. So he said the same thing happens when you get married. When you get married, you're getting married to serve that other person. You're not getting married to get something out of that relationship. In a way, you kind of are. Because us being human... We like to get things out of relationship, but good genuine relationships are going to be where that person is giving themselves to you and you're giving yourself to them, meaning you would go as far as to lay down your life for them. That agape love that I talked about and like what love really is um, in that podcast episode that I released on like Sunday night. So with that being said, um, I really do think that That's essentially what marriage is. It's not what can I get out of this. What can I give this person and what can they give me that will help us journey together towards sainthood? Because that's ultimately what you're striving towards. You just got to partner with you in that journey. But you also have to realize that that person doesn't, like, make your life any better or any worse, like, by being married. Like, think about it. How... You should be as spiritually strong before you get married as you are, like, during your marriage. The reason being is that um, you have to be okay without that person in your life. So if that person, like, if, if your um, spouse leaves you, um, if your spouse dies, something happens... Um. you have to be okay, like, moving on without them, you know, you can't, and that person can't be your only source of happiness, your only source of spiritual growth, like, that all comes from God. But that doesn't mean that that person can't bring you closer to God, bring you joy, you know, all those things that we look for in good, true relationships, and even friendships as well, And there needs to be this great level of vulnerability, not only in like relationships, um, but in friendships. Think about that. Because if you want to truly get to know someone as a person, you got to be vulnerable. You got to be honest. You got to tell this person some pretty raw stuff, some unfiltered things. Um, For example, I was having a conversation with someone and she and I had just literally met. And we were telling each other things that we would not have told the average person right when we met them. It was crazy. But we knew that we, ha- we could be vulnerable with one another because we were struggling through, like, some of the same stuff. And that was beautiful. And I felt God in that moment because it's a sign that, okay, there, there are people out there. That you're going to be able to be honest and real with. And that's beautiful. And that means that you can grow deeper in your friendship. It's very well possible. But there's also going to be people that you encounter that you have, you know, you're going to have a hard time being honest and, and true. um, Your true self in front of those people. That doesn't mean they're a bad person or you're a bad person. Sometimes we just click with people better than uh, some other people. And that's okay. Same thing for when it comes to dating. Um... Not that I have any experience, but from videos that I've seen, people that I have talked to, um, things that I've observed, things that I've read, like all this content that I've taken in and really pondered upon and prayed about in terms of dating um, and what maybe the future might hold for me in that area, I've really been thinking about how important it is to make sure that you, your, your relationship is rooted in friendship, it's rooted in God, it's rooted in an area of very, like, real, raw vulnerability, and, um, I was listening to a podcast, um, today, and it was actually Tori and Chad's podcast called, um, is it called The Masterpiece? Uh, Guys, hold on. (laughs) It's like one of my top ones. Um, Okay, they they did change it, but it's called Mornings with the Masters. Love them. I've already talked about Chad and Tori Masters and their YouTube channel. It's a Christian married couple. They give wonderful, wonderful advice. Super cute, super funny. Um, And they had this, their most recent episode was, Why is this so hard to do? And it was about loving God. And how sometimes we try to pick and choose who we want to love and how we want to love them when it, when it fits our time and our money and all that stuff, like, quickly. <laughs> so I think it's kind of funny how, um, how we do that as human beings. Sometimes we do it without even thinking how we try to pick and choose who we love and how we treat people. And while we do have a free will and we can't do that, we need to learn how to love everybody and treat everybody in the same way. Treat everybody as if they were Jesus Christ. Um, and I talked a little bit about that in what, what love is, that episode that most, my most recent, like, full episode that I released, um, for, like, Valentine's Day, and like, listening to their, their podcast episode, it's only, like, nine minutes. Highly recommend. I just, I really loved the um, devotional that they were reading out of for that, for that day, because it was saying some really interesting stuff about how, as human beings, we do things when they're convenient to us, and one thing I've realized is that I find it's probably the most flattering thing that you could do for me ever, you will just make me cry, is Going out of your way and just, like, helping me out with something or, um, you know, just surprising me with something random or texting me. Like, the littlest things make me just so happy. When someone goes out of their way and does it, it makes time to to acknowledge me and show that they love me, um, whether that (laughs) means, like, um, just asking me how I am or, um, My dad, you know, he got up extra early on Valentine's Day to get my mom, my sister, and I flowers. Like, those little moments and those little things can make my heart just soar. And I know that, in turn, that's something that I want to give other people. I want other people to feel that. And we're called to go the extra mile. So when I think about, okay, what are qualities that I look for in a significant other, you know, in a boyfriend, in a future husband, like, what are, and and you need to be looking for these qualities, like, that you feel that you need to be looking for, it's a personal thing, I believe, um, but when I'm looking for these certain qualities, one of the things I'm looking for is, like, okay, are they willing to go the extra mile, and am I willing to go the extra mile, because that's, that's good friendship right there, that's good love right there, Um, That's really what love is, you know, it's going the extra mile, it's laying down your life, and we know that Jesus is the perfect example of that, Um, and it's just essentially this giving of yourself to another, um, as the priest was telling us um, today in our theology class. All right, with all of that being said, um, I advise you guys, to sit down and write a list of all these qualities that you look for in a husband. I know for me, the first, most important one is that he's Catholic and that he will respect me for being a traditional Catholic. So if he's Catholic, he'll respect me for being a traditional Catholic. One that likes to attend the Latin Mass. Um, And he will at least be open to attending it um, with me. Um, And I have all these other qualities that I look for um here are some really basic ones that you know I'm not I have some more personal ones that kind of pertain to some of me my values and some more personal things that I so I don't want to really open up about that stuff but I'll open up to like other things like um you know he's open to life that's super important that he's open to starting a family because children are um are a part of a married life you have to be open to life um and even maybe possibly open to adopting um that's something that i've thought about as well um i've thought about this too and if it's possible who knows um i i was kind of thinking about how i want someone that's a little bit older than me and is already pretty responsible with their finances because it can tell you a lot about a guy in terms of how he spends his money and his time. So you want to make sure that he's spending his money responsibly. He knows how to handle finances. And if he doesn't, that's something that you both will learn together, of course, with time. But I've thought about that too. And I thought, okay, well, you know, it it would be great to have someone older than me. <laughs> um, and then he is responsible with his finances and, you know, can Supportive family and can stay on task, on top of task, and is resourceful, um, and is prepared. You know, he can protect me and our family. Um, you know, I want him to be adventurous and spontaneous. I'm the type of person who, you know, while I kind of want to marry someone that's somewhat introverted, I also want him to be extroverted to an extent because I need someone to pull me out of my shell. But the reason I don't want to marry just like a really shy introvert is because I feel like that would be a little difficult, a little awkward, but um the reason I wouldn't just marry an extrovert is because I feel like, unless I really do feel like they respect me for my space and my time, extroverts and introverts, sometimes they, it just can be a draining relationship sometimes because The introvert will be like hey I need my space so the extrovert will be like no like I want to be with you and then it can start damaging a relationship so um as long as like he's respectful of my space and my time that I need for myself because I do need alone time I do need time to just like relax um an example of that um in action is whenever we were having to stay many summers ago. We were having to stay in a hotel because our house was being renovated. And so we were in a hotel for like 2 months or something like that. I was going stir crazy. I was like what am I supposed to do in here? Um I couldn't really like see my friends. Um it was just it was it was a tough summer. Um, it was really tough, but I made the most out of it, you know, we had a pool at the hotel, so that was great, I don't have a pool at my house or anything, so, you know, that was, that was a plus, I feel like we spent a lot of time outside, you know, went to the library, did different things, so I did get out, but there were some days where I was just, like, going crazy, I was like, "Uh -uh, (laughs) uh-uh, I need to get out, but I couldn't, you know, and there wasn't just much, there was just not much we could do, so I remember, um, being so bored that I started like learning a new language and sure like I'm kind of nerdy and I will do stuff like that spontaneously and then never do it again but I remember I just I literally was so bored I was like I'm ready to start school like another school year Um, which I guess was kind of good because it really did put me in a good mindset for a school semester because it made me realize how much I strive on on busy schedules as sad as that sounds I'm just that type of person um even though it was extremely draining but I think it was healthy for me to an extent to just do nothing and um be taken out of my comfort zone like my home and experience being away from home from that long but still being kind of close to home you know but I was with my family so it was a good little time for growth Anyways, I was going just crazy. I was just like, I don't know what to do. I remember there were times that I legit would cry in the bathroom, pretend I was going, like, I needed to use the bathroom or I was going to take a shower or something just so I could sit in the bathroom and just, like, have my alone time or cry or do whatever I needed to do. So, I will do that when traveling sometimes. Um, I will take too much time in the bathroom. Um, I can get ready relatively quickly if I try. Like, I've really been making myself do that these days, so I've been good about that, which means that if I sleep in on accident and such, I feel like I will have a good chance of, like, still showing up halfway decent. I don't know, that's my goal, um, but anyways, um, yeah, I just... (laughs) There will be times where I'm on trips and I'll just spend too much time in the bathroom and I feel bad, but it's just because I need my space. I need my quiet time. I love my family to death, but I still need my quiet time. And I know it's going to be the same way with my future husband. You know, I know I'm going to love him. I know I'm going to adore him. I want to spend lots of time with him. But I'm not going to be able to spend every waking moment of my life with him because (laughs) there will be times where I will go crazy because I need my space. I'm not like super I don't know um when it comes to love languages, that's something I want to talk about on this episode and I've talked about and if I want to say a while back um but kind of get to know your love languages. It can say a lot about who you are as a person there there's a quiz you can take online it's a pretty accurate quiz um and they will kind of break down what each languages are like how much you have like um the percentage of what of each one that you have um I think my top one is quality time and then close to my to quality time is is it gifts I think it is um (laughs) which they they were kind of clarifying like oh it's not always like you know just like random presents that are expensive all the time it's not that kind of stuff it's like a gift could literally just be like hey I saw this I thought of you um and it's like I don't know a weird stuff animal I don't know those little things really do make my day as weird as it sounds and I'm such a sentimental person so if somebody gives me a card I will just like I will put that card up in my room somewhere I can see it and I'll think about that person that gave me it and I'll, it'll sometimes like remind me to pray for that person. So I just, I like stuff like that. Um, So that's my second one, but my top one is quality time. So I've been that way since I was a young child. Like I love my time with my, with my, with the people that I love, but I like quality one-on-one time to be specific um, with the people that I I really care a lot about, meaning I love having one-on-one time with someone that, it, you know, doesn't really drain me because, like, being in big groups of people, I love it, but, you know, I'll, I'll get drained after a while, but if it's just, like, one person that I'm really close to and can really open up to, I, I probably would be fine for a while, but there still comes a point where I need my own quality time. I need quality time with myself. So that's something that I've thought about. And I know that whoever I marry has to respect that. Um, And, you know, they don't have to be like that. I'm not trying to find someone that's just like me. I want to find someone that's complimentary. But I don't want to find someone that's identical to me. And that's... It's it's okay. But to have someone very similar to me. But to an extent, you need to be different. You need to have your own... um, personalities because you have to balance each other out. You gotta have, like, I've been studying government, right? And there's stuff called checks and balances, right? So everything kind of just, it it flows in a way where one thing is balancing another thing and helping another thing to, so that way it just all stays intact. It's all orderly. Everybody is happy, so you have to have those checks and balances, um, being, like, constantly at work in the government, because you have this one thing needing to kind of put another thing in check, um, and that's kind of how relationships are, you know, you have to have, like, you're like accountability partners in a way, you know, like, you're both trying to overcome bad habits and replace them with healthy habits and you're both trying to help each other be the best versions of yourself that's what a good relationship should be so it was kind of funny but like government really thought (laughs) it's it's just weird how government was something that I thought about um and how you just you do need A little bit of accountability and you have to have someone that's willing to be honest that's another thing that I've realized is I need someone that's able to be honest but gentle when they're honest with me not brutally honest you don't want someone that's a constant criticism of your every move you need to have someone that can give you like healthy instructive criticism that isn't going to like make you cry but of course every now and then that's okay that's healthy, it's gonna happen. We all make mistakes, but you have to have someone that can be an accountability partner, someone that can correct you and you can correct them and they'll and you'll respect each other for that. You're not going to be judgmental um you're just going to be loving when you correct them so that's an, that's another important quality I've thought about, but yeah, just go and take the love languages quiz see which one which ones that you are like and to what percentage you are of each and I think it could tell a lot about why you react a certain way in situations or why certain things mean more to you than other things um and it will help you to understand maybe like some of the things you look for and good genuine relationships and friendships even. It's it it's in friendships. It's in family relationships. It's in a romantic relationships. So those are all things that maybe it's just, it's good to think about. Um, and then go and write a list of just qualities that you look for. I have an entire list on my phone. You know, I started reading you guys some of them. Uh, yeah, one of them is like, that he has boundaries and respects me in my space that's really important um I don't like pushy guys I don't think any girl does but that's just something you I think some people can can handle it but I don't want someone who's not going to be respectful of me my space and my time for myself and when I feel like doing something and when I don't feel like doing something like he respects me for that um and he wants me to be the best version of myself That's another big thing you know he supports my dreams and my passions no matter how odd they are because I will come up with some wacky ideas and I'm this very spontaneous adventurous person as well and I will just be like man this topic is really interesting and odd and I'm just gonna research it instead of doing what I need to do and I want someone to be able to be like sure go ahead and do that like you do you That's cute, you know? Um, So that's something that I think is really important. I want him to be willing to, like, serve the community and others. I have thought about this and I've prayed about this some, but I've been thinking about maybe in the future starting some sort of ministry with my, um, my spouse, like, with my husband, because I just, I really do feel like there is a calling to serve others at a deeper level, and I want to be able to do that and I have an idea of something that I want to do, a type of ministry. I want to start with my husband one day, if I get a husband, um, and if it's all part of God's plan, but it's something that I've been praying about and I recently thought about, um, but I do want to start a type of ministry, um, and I think it would be pretty beneficial to a certain group of individuals. So, not going to go into like super detail, like a ton of detail on that. Um, but, anyways, you know, he has to be willing to do that and, and serve the community and serve the church. That's really important. Um, you know, I, people kind of, I mean, I don't think people at like church really talks about it, but almsgiving is important. It's something that we're called to do. Um, and if we can, We should try to do it. Um, It's something I want to do more. And if my family does it, I want to do it personally more. Um, But I want my husband to be willing to do that, to um, give money to the church and to good organizations. Like, I want us to be able to do that. Um, And most importantly, I want him to be striving towards sainthood. And I want him to motivate me to do so as well. So there's other things on this list. But I I got the gist of it, and majority of it, and um, I don't know, it's just stuff that I have really been thinking about, praying about, and it's just something that makes you, like, excited and and scared and just thrilled for the future, but all at the same time feel a little hopeless. Um, I wanted to talk, that's the last thing I kind of want to talk to you guys about, is just, like, Maybe feeling hopeless that you're not going to find the one. It's totally, totally normal. I was um, just kind of just not in a good mood the other day. I just wasn't feeling very confident or comfortable in my own skin. And it's just one of those moments where I just kind of looked at myself in the mirror and it's just like, will anybody love me for me when I can't even love myself? You know, I can't even love myself for the person that God created me to be. So how can I be raw and real and fully myself um, to everybody I encounter, but most especially to, you know, a possible future husband? (laughs) Um, Because you have to be willing to be just authentically you and very raw and real with your future spouse. So... I was like how can I do that you know will I ever find anyone will I find anyone that will you know love the scars that I have um or love me when I am hormonal love me despite you know having this like having these like autoimmune disorders that sometimes you know I guess, kind of affect me and my body in, in certain ways. Or, um, like, how how is that person going to treat me? How are they going to love me? Um, you know, is anyone going to be able to? And I was, like, just kind of feeling those things. And I think it's normal for a girl to feel that. And I think I talked about this before, but it's like that eve syndrome as this author put it and essentially it's just that eve doubted and that's why she fell eve became prideful and that's why she fell and women at the core because we um we're all imperfect human beings we have sin on our souls um something that we will struggle the most with is is doubt and pride um and vanity like these are things that we will we will um, struggle the most with and a lot of it if you think about it is because we all have Eve syndrome we all got a case of the Eve syndrome um, it's having that stain of um, original sin um on our souls you know and that's washed away with baptism but even then we still will have like these side effects these symptoms you could call it that happen in in a lot of females and I just it's interesting but this author put it as Eve syndrome and I was like wow that makes sense and then you have Adam syndrome, which is basically just like, um, men that are unwilling to stand up, to protect, um, to, to say the truth, um, to just be real men, um, and that's because Adam didn't do it, he let his wife fall into sin, he he didn't care, he did it too, he let her rule over him when he should have been, you know, being like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, no. Um and he just gave in. And that's how he fell. And a lot of men do that in our society. Like they just try to find an easy way out. They will um they'll say yes just because it just it's easy you know, it's easy to not fight it's easy to just to just let people walk over you and that's what some men have done and that's where you get the feminist movement so with that being said um, you're gonna always battle those things is something that I came to a conclusion the other day is like, okay you know, I might not ever feel fully confident in my own skin and that's okay it's the hard reality, but that's okay. But I will be working on that, and I'll be working on that with God. And if it's God's will for me to get married, he's going to make it happen. You know, he's he didn't put this desire on my heart to to get married, to bring children into this world and raise them to become saints if he didn't intend to fulfill that in some sort of way, and it might not be in the way that I think he's going to, and that's okay. That's why I gotta stop, like, with all the fantasies in my head that I have of it looking a certain way, being a certain way, and start just living and embracing who I am right now and enjoy my youth is another thing that I realized. I was like, you know, why am I wishing my youth away? Like, why? Why am I? I think the future is brighter because it has things that I feel like are gonna finally make me happy and finally make me feel fulfilled, like having a husband, or at least dating um, and knowing what that feels like to be loved by someone um, and to fall in love like that. Because all I've known is like the the crushes and the in and the fake love, the puppy love, you know. Um, and I want, I want more. I want something deeper um but I'm also scared. I also have my doubts because i don't I've never experienced that um I'm worried that I'm gonna be awkward, it's just gonna not it's not gonna work for me. it's gonna be unnatural like and I'm gonna end up as an old maid like I'm just worried that nobody will love me for me um and i have and I have these insecurities, and I have these doubts as many other girls do. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, again, like if it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll happen. You know, God knows the desires that you have on your heart and he will fulfill them, but we also have to be willing to make sacrifices and realize it's not going to be easy. And sometimes he says no to things because it's better for us, because he wants to prevent us from falling into sin or um making a bad decision so when it comes to things like this and you're just in that season of waiting and you're just in that weird stage of your life where you don't know what you're doing with your life you don't you know your your friend group is shrinking and you're you're growing up you're moving on you're doing new things and um you know even it's like puberty all over again but like different you know (laughs) feel like it's always happening in our lives um and it's hard but it's beautiful to an extent because life isn't meant to be easy and it's supposed to be a roller coaster ride (laughs) that we don't even know where it's going to turn next if we're going upside down if we are going in a tunnel I don't know like we just don't know And that's the beauty of it all, really, is we don't know what we're doing tomorrow. Like, we think we do, but we don't essentially know every little thing that's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know that, I don't know, something might get canceled or um, something might come up, an emergency might come up. We don't know. So... What we have to learn to do is to trust and to trust and to trust and we're gonna fail but we're gonna get back up again. And that's okay because God sees when we try. He loves it when we try. And go to him with the desires you have on on your heart. That's something that I finally have been doing. Um, is I've just been kinda of talking to God about the desires of my heart to to be a mother, to be a housewife. Um to write or to share my voice, to do these various things, um, with my life and expressing my my fears and my hopes and my dreams, and he loves it when we do that, because he's our best friend. Um, my mom was listening to a talk from a priest this week, and he said the problem with our society is that there's just so many fake friendships. Friendships that are really just built on having some common interests. And he said, okay, to an extent, it's it's cool to have a common interest, but that will only get you so far. You know, like, oh, you like this, I like this too. Cool. And you'll try to get to know each other, and you might, but it's, it's never going to be something deeper, never going to be something more most of the time, unless you, like, start looking past those things and really starting to dive deeper and I've kind of realized that too when it comes to certain friendships that okay like it's good to have certain things in common but once those things change and you grow up and you move on and stuff happens like what's going to keep each other what's going to keep you both as friends you know you have to that's where the whole vulnerability thing comes in um and same thing for, like, relationships, sir. Like, you and a guy might like a lot of the same things, um, whether it's, like, the same TV shows or, like, doing the same things, but are you really compatible? Like, are can you be lifelong partners? You know, that's the thing. Um, and our society is so built on this superficial, like, idea of relationships and friendships, and they never last because... They're not real. They're not rooted in in Christ or um, in the fact that they want to help the other person be the best version of themselves and they want to give themselves to that person. It's not built on that. It's built on, oh, you like this, I like this too. Or it's built on um, just this level of superficialness, you know, that fakeness that you find on social media. Everybody's holding up a mask, an invisible mask to their face. And I have an interesting thing about that. Um, One of my favorite shows is All Creatures, Great and Small. I've talked about that some on here before. Highly, highly, highly recommend. It's on PBS. Um, The first season is not for free anywhere that I know of, but... You can rent it or you can buy it off of Amazon Prime, probably other streaming services. If you have a PBS membership, then you should be able to. Um, But if you just have their free one, you will have access to some of the episodes in Season 2. Season 2 is still coming out. Um, Their season finale is going to be released this Sunday. So stoked for it. It's an hour and two minutes long. So it's just slightly longer than normal episode and some juicy stuff happened this past episode. I was just fangirling so much. It was just made me so happy. Anyways, sorry for the rant. Um there's this character named Tristan. He's quite the character, guys, and he's gone through a lot of interesting character development like some some episodes you're like, "Man, he's just he's really growing." Like it's I feel like a, such a proud mother. And then you see him do something ridiculously stupid and you're like, "Why?" But it still makes you laugh, you know? And you still like him as a character. But in the end of season two, season one, this is something that really stuck out to me. I was like, wow. Um, he's talking to this little boy. This little boy is, like, really afraid. I can't remember what it was. Is he afraid to be in a play? I don't remember. He was just really afraid. And he was scared and... Um, so Tristan tries to like come up to him and he tries comforting him and he talks about having these masks on like not physical masks but these invisible masks and how sometimes he says he says you might not be able to tell but sometimes I'm scared sometimes I am just so afraid and I, I don't think I can do it and I will put on these these masks to try to appear a certain way um, to try to look like I'm brave and look like I'm tough and I'm happy and I'm, I'm funny and I'm all these things when really I'm not all the time. That's just just person that I'm faking to be. And he's like it's just this really deep thing and it moves the kid and everything and he says, you know, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's okay to put on that mask and and fake it to be a brave until you are but he's also telling this kid there is, there's no shame in, in showing your feelings in showing that you're afraid that you're human that you you're sad or you're you you shouldn't be afraid for showing emotions but I think our society is just holding on to that mask as like this this crutch that they don't want to let go of and it's not something they need anymore. It's not something they should need. They need to learn how to not need it, but it's something that once you learn to not need it, you got to like let go of. You have to realize sometimes it's okay to pick it back up and and to fake it till you make it, but to an extent that's not healthy, you know? That's just really why a lot of relationships and friendships fall through is because you're not you're not being honest, you're not being real, you're not being yourself, and you're trying to appear a certain way, and you're trying to just appeal to everybody around you, so that way you feel like you fit in, but is it, is it more important to feel like you fit in, or feel like you belong? I feel like those are two different things, because fitting in is, I just have to make these people like me, and accept me, right that doesn't mean that like and those are just very super like just these very like superficial surface level friendships but you're you're in the cool crowd so it matters people see you a certain way you know you're popular um and that you know that essentially happens I mean people think that kind of ends in high school but it still carries on in college um and I've encountered people, and I know it still carries on in college. Those cliques, those, you know, um, the the idea of trying to fit in, you know. But then you have belonging. Belonging is something entirely different in my in my mind because, that means that you have met a group of people that you can be yourself in, and they can be themselves in, and you're not gonna judge them and they're not going to judge you you belong your family it's home that's how a community should feel and then fitting in is just like we just gotta make people like us so that way we have people to hang out with so that way we fit in so that way people come up everybody comes up to us and says hi and does all these things but as I've gotten older, like, even though that crowd looks appealing because they seem to be so happy-go-lucky and get to do whatever the heck they want, they're not really happy. Deep down inside, they're hurting and they're covering it up, and that's what you don't see on social media. That's not, it's just, that's why you can't base everything you see on there off of, like, what's what's true and what's not true like what's going on in their life what's not going on in their life because people aren't going to tell you that they just cried in their room 10 minutes before they posted that picture because they felt like they were ugly you know i i've been there and i know there are millions of other people who have done that too but that's just not healthy isn't healthy to think that way it's it's healthy to embrace yourself and sometimes it's just good to step back and try to find ways to create a good healthy relationship with with others with even yourself like how you view, view yourself um, and to really take time to focus on your relationship with God and there's there's no shame in taking a break from social media and distancing yourself from a bad crowd um, there is no shame in waiting for the right one like please do that please wait for marriage, please, um, just hold out for the right one, you know, and be patient, and God knows that when you make those sacrifices, and you know it's so darn hard when everybody's judging you, um, and everybody's in a relationship or whatever, and you're just so, so sad and so lonely, and you could, you could run off, you could meet someone, fake it, You know, you don't have to wait till marriage. You don't have to do all those things. You could. You could try to take the so-called easy way out so you feel something. But it's not going to be a good feeling. You know, it's not going to be satisfactory. It's not going to be holy. But when God sees that we are waiting and we're being patient and we're making these really hard sacrifices, we're trying to go against society he will reward us in ways that we will never be able to fathom and it might be hard to see it right now but he will you know he will reward us for surrounding ourselves with the right people and waiting for marriage and all those things because he he wants us to grow in holiness and it's not easy especially in this day and age so good for you if you are learning what it takes to do those things i am with you on this journey and always know that you can you can pull out of a group a toxic group you always can't you have the power to do that you don't have to explain to anybody why you left like you don't have you don't know anybody you don't owe anybody an explanation really except god So when you choose to do something or you you believe in something, like, you should just, like, I don't know, like, people can't judge you for it. They shouldn't. Our society does that. They'll be like, well, why do you believe that? That's wrong. But essentially, we're just supposed to respect each other. And the only one that can judge, the only one who can, you know really be like hey why did you do this is god you know so if you have to leave a toxic relationship or a friend group or you know have to leave social media for a while like all those things like you don't owe anybody an explanation you don't owe anybody um like anything really if that makes sense like you know apologizing and stuff like that's that's good like serving others and apologizing those are things that we should all be doing um but you you don't have to give someone an explanation when it comes to certain things or um explain yourself like all the time like you 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 shouldn't have to do that Um, So if someone's like judging, hardcore judging you for something you believe in, you can walk away. You know, you have the power to walk away and to leave things as it was. You know, you have the power to, to walk out of a toxic relationship. I think people are too scared. People are too scared to be honest and they're like, I'm gonna hurt their feelings. But there comes a point where they're like, well, they obviously don't care. So, you know, sometimes they got to learn. And I know that sounds bad. But, um, you know, you just, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And as long as you're just being Christ-like and you're being holy and pure about it, then everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. Um, but just, yeah, step back and ask yourself, okay, what are good qualities that I look for in a future spouse? in um in in friend groups and in, in a group of lifelong friends, and again, it doesn't matter about the number of followers you have um I can't remember which actor said this, but somebody asked her like, Oh, I don't know, like do you think it's important for you to have like a big following in order to be famous or something like that and she said, I think this is kind of a saying though." but she was like um no i don't think that's important the number isn't important um it's about their values and their voices you know like think about how jesus had literally kind of started off with like 12 followers <laughs> like come on um that sounds small but he did wonders because he's the king of kings and he can he's keep he just keeps on doing wonders in our lives and everybody else's lives and so And the church keeps growing and it's beautiful and we need to have faith um we need to have faith in him and even um in ourselves to an extent but again you got to be really humble and careful about that because this whole self-love culture can be kind of toxic you know it is important to take care of yourself and to love yourself for the person that god created you to be but it can be very toxic um it can cause you to be selfish without even realizing it. And I might actually go into detail about that in another episode. Like what self-care is and isn't. And I might have kind of talked about that before. But like you just got to develop a certain relationship with it. There's, there's moderation is basically what is the key thing to take out of out of that lesson. is Moderation is key. one of my favorite phrases to say is moderation is key because it it really is true um so again just realize how important it is to surround yourself with good holy people and when you start embracing God more into your life and start striving towards sainthood more and start working on getting rid of certain vices and implementing certain virtues in their place, God will start to help you to grow in ways that you didn't even think you could, didn't even think you needed to grow, like, areas you didn't even think you needed to grow in, um, and he will, he will help you, he's not going to abandon you, and those qualities will become really attractive, like, you're going to attract other people to you, like, um, naturally that have those similar qualities, so... You know, if you tr- are trying to possess these certain qualities and embracing the truth and all those things then you're going to find the right husband you're going to find the right group of friends because if you start trying to put on the armor of Christ and take off this worldly shell and this bubble of a comfort zone that we're all stuck in people are going to start coming to you and when you're joyful, and when you're loving, especially to those that aren't back, you know that's gonna that's gonna be contagious, and that's gonna really like make people motivated. It's gonna inspire people. You know that shouldn't be why we do it entirely. Is to be like, look at me. That's not that's not what we do. That's not how <laughs> that's not how we do th- these things. Okay, <laughs> that's not how we work. Um, where we should be working, but really, like, just know that by doing good, by serving, by being a good example, um, and striving towards sainthood, we will, we will attract the right people, um, and God will send us the right people we need in our path, and sometimes, um, keep in mind that people can change, people can have changes of heart, and prayer is so important, too, like, think about St. Augustine, think about St. Paul, these are, like, major conversion stories like they believed that what they were doing was helping them they believed that what they were doing was good um they were just trying to find purpose and satisfaction but they were looking in the wrong places and that's where they found God that's where God revealed himself to them in a really special way and God worked within their lives and did wonders so don't tell me that you're too sinful that you are a horrible person god will do something amazing with your life with my life like no matter where you are in your life he can change he can change you overnight if you let him but our hearts can be just so stone cold and and just hard as a rock and we're not allowing him to enter in and it's gonna hurt sometimes um but that's the beauty of real love and a real relationship, and that's kind of how marriage is too. Um, it's it might hurt to be raw and vulnerable at first. It might not be easy. There are going to be times, you know, where you're not, you and your spouse aren't getting along, and you're fighting, and like things aren't going to be easy. But prayer and focusing on your relationship together is so important um that's something that father was telling us about in class today like how if there's spiritual warfare stuff going on in a family the married couple needs to consider how they are treating one another um how they are talking to one another um how they're loving each other and showing that they love each other various things um then that can really cause destruction and and hurt and like spiritual warfare in a family if they aren't loving each other so he was saying how if you know if a husband is not treating his wife well and he's speaking to her a certain way like that child might be going through a hard time and something could be off and you don't know why because you're like well we never said anything mean to our kid we never did anything mean but think about how powerful like a good healthy relationship is between a husband and a wife and if that's not that's not happening then you know that starts to affect the family um like the father is such a, an important part of the family, and if he's not present, present in a family, like the family really starts to fall apart. Um, and that's where divorce really hurts a lot of people, hurts children in ways that you know, like you can't even explain. And um, we studied that in bioethics and it was just it was really interesting um hearing about that and hearing about how spiritual warfare stuff can start happening um when a father isn't present because fun fact a priest exorcist said this he said that the father of the family he's the head of the household he has the power to like bless his children and 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 things like that which is super cool my dad does that before bed like he can just be like bless my child as they sleep and bring them safely to another day like they can say those things um but something amazing that this um exorcist priest said um he said that the father is allowed like he has the power (laughs) to like cast out demons from his child like that's how powerful the father is and how powerful the family as a whole truly is it's so amazing oh it's just it gives me chills to think about um and it's just it's crazy but um my teacher my theology teacher he was telling us like it really it really does matter. Words, words are so powerful. Actions are so powerful in a family and in a relationship between husband and wife, and how they treat each other. Super relationship in, a, in their relationship is super important, and can affect the family in ways that people don't even realize. And that's really kind of what Saint Paul is talking about in First Corinthians chapter seven. So go read it. Very interesting. Maybe talk to a priest about it. Um, it's something that I feel like married couples should really pray and think about, um, another book of the Bible to read um, if you're thinking about the married life, praying about it is, is it Tobias? I think it's Tobias. Tobias? I think it's Tobias. Um, how there was, like, spiritual warfare stuff going on um, and, like, he and his wife ended up praying like all night together or something like that it was beautiful um and it was like talking about their marriage and stuff and um it's just I don't know highly recommend that and it really just does show you the power of prayer the power of working as one like when a man and woman come together as one um and how you need to find someone who is willing to fight those battles with you someone that's strong in their faith someone that will uplift you because it's hard you know i think that's why it is really important to marry someone that's also a catholic like if you're a catholic marry someone as a catholic some people think oh well they'll have a change of heart sometimes that's not always possible saint paul talks about that he says you know don't say that that we can't say that that's impossible because it's definitely possible all things are possible through christ but you also have to realize that you know it might not always happen and if it does like it's not always going to stay or last so you have to kind of think about how okay is this something i'm willing to fight for is this something that you know my my spouse is going to respect me for like have to think about those things and I know it's kind of like oh I'm young it's it's you know it's whatever and a lot of kids and oh, kids <laughs> a lot of just younger people people in our generation think that you know I'll just marry the first person that loves me for me blah 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 when you know honey don't settle for less you know you don't deserve that God doesn't want you to do that like he has someone out there for you and you have to realize that you know it's it's great like it's it's good to you know date people that are not catholic but um it can really matter who you marry and you're stuck to that person for forever so um holding out there's nothing wrong with that praying there's nothing wrong with that um praying that god will bring you good devout catholic to marry is just super important people think i'm young that's not gonna happen for a while oh darling it's gonna happen much quicker than you think <laughs> like that's something that i realized i was like okay man these past few years have been flying by like crazy looking back And it made me realize, oh my gosh, in a few few years from now, I could be, like, living in my own house with my own family, like, and I have to go and travel to my parents' house for Christmas, like, with my kids, like, that could be possible in a few years. It's kind of crazy. So don't say, oh, I'm too young for that, like, I have time, like, it's never too early to start praying for these things. To start thinking about what qualities you look for and um, a spouse and in lifelong friends um, and ways that you want to try to grow deeper in relationships and friendships that you're already in. Um, because sometimes we just need to work about, on things, you know, with people. We There are ways that we can heal things and work things out. You know, we don't have to just leave a group or a situation, um, but that's always available to us if we need to do that it's not a weak thing it's not it's not something we should be ashamed of um same thing for like confession you always have the confessional you know like don't be ashamed of that don't say you're you're not lovable you you know you can't be loved or anything or you can't be forgiven no you already are um and you know sometimes like it's, I'm not saying you can't marry someone who's not Catholic. Like, people do have changes of heart, and you can do wonders. You can be a great example. All those things are amazing. Um, but I'm just saying that, like, sometimes that's not, that's not going to happen for everybody, and it might be a difficult marriage. So you have to think about, okay, you know, is this something I can do? Is, am I spiritually equipped for this? And, you know, talk to a priest about it. Pray about it. um, Think about it. These are just things that you can be thinking about and praying about if you do feel that God is calling you to the married life. So um, it's something that I've been thinking about. And I know, you know, I really want to marry a Catholic man because I know how important my faith is to me. I I want him to come from a perspective where faith is really important to him, too. Um. that's why it's just like I'm praying for a good Catholic husband. Um, and I I want to be able to talk about my faith with him. I want to grow in my faith with him. And sometimes that can be harder if you're the one pulling you both along. Um, and it's worth the wait. Um, don't settle for less. I think a lot of people do that in our in this day and age because they're like well I couldn't find a good Catholic man so just just gotta hook up with someone else you know but and hope for the best but just keep in mind that if these are qualities you want in a man and you know that God you know wants you to have a good safe healthy relationship too then just pray about it talk to God about it like he's your best friend he's your father, he's loving, he's kind, and he will bring clarity and peace of mind, you know, and I think for me, it's like, okay, I've realized all these things, I've come to a conclusion about all this stuff, and it's so great, and I've been growing, and I'm like, I'm ready, and then I'm like, oh, this is the hard part, it's the waiting, and finding ways for me to grow my faith, and um, you know, Be more loving. Be more forgiving. Be more self-sacrificial. All these things that are really important when you, um, you know, get married. So I'm working on those things, and um, I'm praying about those things, and you know, it's not gonna be easy, and I know in my heart I'm like, dang, I just I just want to get married right now. Like I, if I could, I would. And I've talked to friends about that. They were like, man, if only I wasn't this young. And if only I, you know, I knew a guy and we were on the same page. You know, I would just marry right away and just be a housewife. You know, I would skip college. I would do all these things. Like, I, you know, I've talked to several friends who have been feeling kind of the same thing. But that would be taking the easy way out. um, And that's just not possible it's always like, what if, or I wish this, how about I'm praying about this, I'm thinking about this, I'm working on this, um, and that's kind of where I'm trying to grow, and, you know, and just the other day, I was like, I'm never gonna be loved, no one's ever gonna love me for me, blah, 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 but somebody will love you for you, they're not gonna, like, um, be like, oh, you're so ugly, Or, I don't like this about you. They're going to love every inch of you. And I know that sounds kind of weird. And maybe, I don't know, just not the right (laughs) term. Um, Might sound kind of gross. But it's true. It really is true. And that's how it should be. Um, They're going to make you feel comfortable. They're going to make you feel confident. They're going to make you feel safe. Um, And I advise you to, like, really just find also like not only in like surround yourself with good people that are on the same page and are good examples but even when it comes to social media and content like follow certain you know married couples that are just really inspiring like they uplift each other like you have you see these qualities in these couples and you're like that is so sweet that's so amazing like it's just it's so attractive and that just shows you okay like these are this is the type of relationship I'm I'm hoping to have one day. And, you know, I think it's kind of healthy to sometimes intake those things because it makes us realize what we're looking for and what we're not looking for in a relationship, what good relationships look like and what bad relationships look like. So celebrities are great examples of bad relationships. <laughs> and then there are some really amazing people on social media that actually have really raw, good, healthy Marriages and relationships, and it's beautiful, um, seeing them grow and seeing them flourish and draw e- each other closer to God. It's inspiring, and that's the type of things that I've been taking on Instagram recently, and like other social media platforms. I haven't really been on Instagram recently, so I can't say much. But there's a couple, um, couples I can name off, and like families. If you're wanting to like. Fill your Instagram feed with wholesome content. Um, You know, get rid of those celebrities and all the celebrity couples and all the gossip and all the bad, toxic stuff. So one of those couples is going to be Tori and Chad Masters. I've already talked about their YouTube channel before. I highly recommend their videos. They're a Christian married couple. Are very raw, real, just super sweet. Um, They ha- always have some funny jokes and things. I just, I love kind of being a part of their youtube family um it sounds weird but it's just they're a great inspiring couple and seeing them um and watching their videos and and watching them grow and stuff just really showed me okay that's an example of just a good christ-like relationship they're not catholic but they're christian and they're just oh such a wholesome couple and i was like i want that seeing how chad treats tori is beautiful and it reminds me It just i guess it just kind of shows me okay that's the type of way I want to be treated by a man same thing for like looking at like my parents watching my parents and how my dad really shows that he loves my mom like that has probably been the biggest thing of all like um and my dad has set the bar for men real high so you know future husband you know you better start working your butt off <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> but seriously um most importantly look to your parents look at their relationship with each other and if they're just having a really good healthy relationship like of course everybody has their faults everybody's not gonna be perfect but like your your dad like as a girl your dad can can really um set the bar high like it can show you what a man really is so that's something i've realized and i've told my dad about several times recently um, and he's been touched about that, but it's something I really, really mean, and I advise you just kind of think about it, sit with it. Like, um, there is a song that I'm gonna recommend to you guys, because, um, it's just it's about this topic, um, but it's called Like My Father by Jax. I don't know if that's how, if I'm saying her name right, but it's J A X. Great song, great great song um and she's talking about how her her parents really showed her what a good relationship looks like um especially her dad her dad um set the bar high so just throwing the that song out there and just really think about your parents and your, your, your dad like as a girl like he really can set the bar high okay other youtubers i recently stumbled upon this couple on instagram and they are matt and abby super sweet couple um they've been married for around a year but um if a few months ago it wasn't that long ago really but a few months ago um abby became pregnant so she's expecting her first kid and i just was like looking at some of their stuff and it's just uh seeing the way that they like her husband is treating her as she her body's changing and as she's going through a lot and they're moving and they're going through all these trials and stuff together like it's so beautiful it's so inspiring and I think seeing the way that they support each other and that they love one another especially how Matt has been like a big huge support um for Abby is so beautiful and it's really just shown me okay that's that's something that I look for in a man like that's just an example of a good good man right there so and like how you should be um treated by a man like as a girl how you should be treated by a man so seeing kind of observing I've noticed and taking in certain things um like, wholesome content and stuff can really help you to stay grounded in the fact that, okay, I am holding out for X, Y, and Z because I want a good relationship like these couples. And I know it's possible because I have seen these couples do it. So just kind of looking at content like that, it can be sometimes discouraging because it's like, oh, I want this. It's not fair. I don't think I'm ever going to get it. Um, It can also be really uplifting because it reminds you that there are good people out there and it worked for them it worked for them to wait till marriage it worked for them to struggle um it worked for them because they they didn't settle for less and they almost did and they fell down and they had their struggles but they got back up again and they are they're stronger together and hearing them talk about that can be really inspiring um and so I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys like those couples I'm trying to think of anyone else um I know so many people know the Lebrant family. It's like they're just such they they're kind of an overhyped up family on social media, but the reason I'm bringing them up is because um uh they're pro-life family, they're Christian. You know, they don't always openly talk about these things, but they have before and that's what's beautiful about it. Um and they've just been always like so um just like so one-on-one with their kids and with one another like they it's just a good example of kind of a family that focuses their time on one another and I know it's like oh my gosh they're really overrated all of their titles are so clickbaity you know they just have made so much money just for people like us sitting on our phones being bored at home Um, wishing we had their mansion and all these things, like, and we're just clicking on these videos and giving them money, Um, like, I don't like thinking about that, but just realizing that, okay, like, this is a good pro-life family, that they're Christian, you know, they're trying to make um, family-friendly content, um, you know, and if that's how they want to spend their time, and that's how they choose to, like, do their careers and all that kind of stuff I'm not going to judge them in fact I think it's kind of interesting inspiring how even recently they made an announcement about how they wanted to spend more time together and they wanted to really focus on the family and that's why they're not going to be making as many videos and I was like oh that's great good for them so um yeah I just I honestly just think just really surround yourself with just good just healthy um Friends and people, and even social media content, like, people that are just inspiring. Another couple I'm going to mention that I think a lot of people have heard about, they're not, like, extremely big or overrated, but they do have an, a decent following. It's Chelsea and Nick, their Christian couple. Um, they have an adorable baby boy that they welcome into this world. Um, a few months ago, um, and Chelsea had a home birth. It was so so beautiful and a touching story i felt i cried (laughs) i cried while reading and watching this stuff that just shows you the type of person i am but and what i really desire (laughs) but um they're just such a beautiful and honest and sweet couple and chelsea has opened up a lot about you know her body changes and the struggles she's had to face and how supportive um Nick has been, and they've known each other for so long, like, so, so long, and, um, yeah, but their, their baby boy Hudson, he's adorable, uh, they're a really sweet, sweet couple, and, yeah, so, again, there's a, another example of (laughs) just a really good couple that y'all could follow that is inspiring, and I, um, I don't know, I just really, really like watching some of their content if I have free time. I don't do this all the time, but um, if I'm going to spend time on YouTube, might as well be good. (laughs) Might as well make it um, worth something. Um, And I used to, like, follow along with the Cimarelli girls and their band and all that kind of stuff, but I kind of stopped following them. Um, And I didn't always just kind of, like, feel like their music was something I really liked. But, um, or I didn't, I don't know. They just started heading down an interesting path. But I've been following them still for a while, just kind of seeing where they're all at. Um, And I remember um, Christina Cimarelli, she married her, I'm trying to think, was he... All I know is that they had been dating for many, many years prior to getting married. Super sweet couple. Their story is super sweet. Um, they're Catholic. Just a really sweet couple that's always been really open to life. And I remember feeling, I getting so excited when I found out she was um, expecting a few years ago, maybe two, or three years ago. And I remember watching her miscarriage video. And my heart just aching for her but the amount of faith that she and her husband had in God and just how inspiring they were and how uplifting they were for one another it was so so beautiful I remember crying and I remember praying for her um, praying that she would be able to welcome a child into this world and praying that you know she and her husband will just have a really good fruitful marriage and be able to bring lots of kids into this world as they had desired and sure enough they they did and that was just I think it was kind of beautiful to see them going on that journey and praying for them and um seeing their faith grow and how they were supporting one another so they you can kind of hear some of that on Instagram or even on Christina Simrelli's um youtube channel and then katherine Somarelli has talked about some similar things she recently had twin boys oh they're so cute i remember just feeling so excited um i had been following katherine for a while and just finding out that she was expecting oh it just made me so happy and she and her husband had waited until marriage like they were just this super super sweet inspiring catholic couple love them and uh oh, They they just they went through a lot. Uh, Her body went through so much. I can't remember what exactly she had going wrong, um, or a condition that was like she was showing a lot of signs for before she gave birth. But um, anyways, she um, she had some amazing amazing things happen during her birth story. Um and wow, it was just it brought me chills. Like, go watch it. It's kinda long. If you like listening and watching that kind of thing, you can. Like, there's no there's no like video content. It's just her talking. It's like story time. Um, but she had a really, really long labor. But man, hearing about how supportive her husband was and how um just like this strong pillar that he really was for her um was just so beautiful and hearing about her birthing process too is just man it was so empowering and it was so beautiful to hear about very very touching highly recommend um watching if you want to but she had this beautiful like I keep saying beautiful (laughs) I'm I'm lacking adjectives today. Um she had this like epiphany moment, this kind of vision of God like during her birth. That's why it's just anytime I bring it up, I start getting emotional just talking about it cuz it really just shows you the power of like just relationships and the family and this that self-sacrificial love that comes in to play when it comes to marriage and bringing children into this world and um man it just brings me chills and it makes me emotional and just hearing all these stories have been so uplifting for me um it's stuff that I have been praying about praying that I will be able to um have a good strong relationship like these relationships that I've been able to observe and even um you know my parents and um people like my mom's friends and like other people that I've seen you know that maybe even the parents for my my friends that just it's just these good couples that are centered on Christ that are inspiring that show you you will be able to find the one just don't don't lose hope um stick it out it's all worth the wait and just learning to embrace yourself is super important so with all that being said I know that was long but I've been really thinking and praying about a lot of this stuff recently and I wanted to share this with you guys it's a deep raw subject and it's not something that a lot of people talk about from a catholic female young catholic female perspective let's just say so someone that is going through the process of waiting and praying you know I feel like so many people hear about these stories and watch videos and things on YouTube about couples like telling their story about their singlehood but it's like okay that's great but like I can't relate with you now like right now you're in a state where you're like exactly where I wish I could be but something that is so beautiful about some of these people that I've spoken about being single, like Tori and Chad Masters, they have a single series, like a series centered around like people that are single. Um, And Tori talks about some things with um, some of her like friends that were struggling with being single at the time and all that stuff. And they were like, you know, you really do have to be content in where you are right now, who you are right now. Um, and then that's kind of when you'll find the per- right person. They'll just come along, you know, like learning to live your best life without that person as hard as it is, it's just extremely important. And they talk a lot about that. It's something that I highly recommend if you are really just struggling or just thinking about, okay, how can I use my time as a single girl or guy and like use it well like use my time well and to my advantage and they talk about some of that from their own experience and whether that was in the past or even currently because she had a friend on there I think she was from New Zealand I don't know I loved her accent super sweet girl um but they were talking she was talking about how it's been hard you know, not only was it hard for her to move from New Zealand to the US, like with nobody she knew really, like she felt really lonely. And she said, you know, I was trying to go out with these guys and all this stuff, but it was not satisfying. And it wasn't until I was like, you know, I'm just gonna live my best life as a single (laughs) um, daughter God, that she really started feeling this peace of mind. And she knew that she knows that, that God will send her someone if she just waits and that's it's just beautiful hearing that from someone who's learned that who's found found beauty in the season of waiting and I know there's been some uh podcast episodes as well as like videos about being patient in the season of waiting that Tori and Chad have done so you can go and give those a listen or a watch if you want to. I will sometimes watch their things or listen to their things while I'm, like, making my bed and other things like that because I like having something on in the background. Um, And while I know they're not Catholic or anything, they just have so much deep insight to just general advice, you know, not even, like, pertaining to, like, stuff with the faith. Like, when they're talking about, like, I don't know friendships and being single and all these things that are stuff that I've been struggling with that I've been thinking about um they're coming from their own personal experience and from a Christian perspective which are things that I find very great and helpful and informative so with all of that being said again just really at the bottom line is pray but also really think about those qualities and pray about those qualities and find kind of like good examples of what that looks like in action and people around you. surround yourself with good, holy people, friends. um, You know, when you're considering about getting serious like with a guy in the future or a girl, if you're a guy listening to this, um, like really ask yourself, okay, can I see myself marrying this person? But you also have to realize, when you go on your first date with someone, you do not have to be asking yourself, am I going to marry this person? That's not something you should be asking yourself. I know it's at the, like, so many girls are thinking about that. So many Catholic girls are thinking about that going into a date, but that's not something you have to think about right away. Like, that's why I think sometimes just having a really good friendship with a guy is really important before even going out with him. I'm not saying you have to, but I've heard some pretty... Amazing stories about guys and girls being amazing friends first, and like that were super close with each other. then they tried dating and it just worked out so well and they 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 say that they married their best friend, and that's so beautiful, it's so inspiring, it's something that I desire, so I know okay, having a good friend group and meeting good guys and just having examples of what good relationships should be and what relationships shouldn't be um, can help you to determine how um, I don't know how to rule out whether or not someone <laughs> is worth your time, really. And I know it sounds bad, but it's true to an extent. I mean, we are called to love everybody. Um, but that doesn't mean we have to marry the first guy we meet or um go out with every single guy that asks us to like we're allowed to make this decision for ourselves and we should um and I know it's kind of scary like the thought of getting older and being like now I have to lately look like look for serious relationships that's scary like it'll happen naturally um and just be yourself being yourself will help make things ten times easier for yourself right off the bat then you know you're not gonna have to worry about changing or like doing things different or all that all that stuff like just be yourself and the right person will fall in love with who you are as a whole and will love every inch of you um and that even comes for like genuine friendships lifelong friendships They will love you for who you are, no matter what. They will forgive you no matter what. But you also have to realize that they're not God. You know, they don't have the amount of love and mercy that God has. But there are good holy people out there who are very Christ-like and are striving towards sainthood. And you should be, you know, you should have accountability buddies, not just like an accountability partner. You know, have buddies too, you know. Because sometimes, like, you need your girl's night out, and that's okay. So, just pray, my friends, you're not alone in this struggle. <laughs> but really, it's not It's not a huge struggle or a battle that can't be won. Because good always wins, and when we're making these good decisions and we're praying and we're striving towards sainthood in the midst of it all, in the midst of all the uncertainty, like... God will give us answers. That's the one thing that I have realized is like, man, there's been so many times where I was like, well, I can't do this or I can't go here because I don't have this. Um, God's like, bam, solved it for you. Now you've got to stop making excuses. He's not like that though. You know, he's not, he's not like, I don't know how to describe it, but he's not that rude. Like, ha ha, I got you, proved you wrong. Like he's not that way at all but he you know he's kind of like hey I got you here's a sign (laughs) you said that you you couldn't do this because you didn't have this here now you have it now go and do it stop letting your fear get to the better of you and that's something that I've realized recently I was like man God is really working in my life in ways that I can't even imagine ways that sometimes I'm like this hurts this is hard But I know by saying yes and by doing certain things, he's going to make good come of it. And he already has in some aspects of my life where I have said yes and I was was, was scared to. And I still sometimes am. And I think talking with you guys and journaling and doing those various things have been part of that process of, like, learning to just be like, you know what? (laughs) It's not that bad, you know? Everything that we were worried about, everything that we didn't think was going to happen or all that stuff, like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know, when you talk things out or you really just think things through and you pray about it and you let God in, like, there's not much we really should be worrying about except displeasing God, you know, and going to hell. So let's just, let's not, let's not do those things. Let's do what we can to know, love, and serve God, help others to do the same, and, yeah, I just, there's just a lot of, of waiting, and there's nothing wrong with that, there's something beautiful in the wait, because in, in the time of waiting, there's, there's so many other things that can happen, so much growth that can happen, um, sometimes it needs to happen before we can get t- to that destination. So don't be ashamed and taking your time and failing and getting back up when it comes to anything and everything, even relationships and friendships, um, because it'll all work out in the end. It always does. And I advise you, another last thing I'm going to kind of give you guys advice on is just like, Um, decide to like maybe sit down get a journal out you can also just think about this you don't have to get a journal out but sometimes it helps to write down or like open up a word document or google doc and just start typing and as you're doing that um, well after you've gotten all that stuff pulled up and ready to go and you're ready to write Um, and you don't really have a lot of distractions and stuff, write down all the times that you have seen God's hand working in your life. Look back, you know, think about the most recent thing, think about the earliest thing, like you felt like you had these little God moments, these little signs. And you will see how ridiculously blessed you are, how how many times, or even like times that people have reached out to you, or people have done kind things for you, or just those little things too... As ways of like God working through people, like saying that st- people just saying something that you needed to hear, and you're like, "Whoa!" Those things can be very like God moments too, like where God has been working through people um, to get to you. So, just sit down and write those things out, and think about it and pray about it, and just see how God is working in your life in ways you didn't even realize it realize at the time and he's still doing the same, Um, and it's just a good way of reminding yourself that in those times of waiting, in those times of trials, in those times of difficulties, we tend to forget all the blessings around us, all the things that he is doing in our lives, showing us that we are exactly where we need to be in that moment, and he's providing for us, so... I know this was a long episode, guys, but I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you're listening to this. I hope that this helped. I hope that this wasn't, like, a big mess. Um, I'm just thankful that I have, you know, a place where I can share these thoughts. I hope it was helpful. Um, And if you're still listening to this, thank you so much. It means a ton to me. Um, But again, I just, I really do hope and pray that whatever I'm doing on here, whatever I decide to go, like, do with this podcast in the future, like, I just pray that it has at least, like, helped you guys realize that you're not alone. Um, And that was kind of my main purpose is just reminding you guys and even myself that we're not alone in this journey it's okay to fail it's okay to you know make mistakes but there is so much beauty waiting on the other side if we just wait we just hope and if we just trust